up, Lincoln? Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine, rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Hour number two on deck here. Nick Sainert, Steve Sipple with you. Happy Monday. Hope the weekend was good. I just saw it's supposed to be 104 degrees today. So stay hydrated, folks, especially yeah. if you work outside. Stay Gus. hydrated. I'm sorry. Gus. Gus, I feel bad, man. Gus paints. Gus paints. And I, maybe his Your boss. Will, Sherwin-Williams. Maybe his boss will put him indoors today. Maybe. Or do you just paint exterior? Just X. exterior? X. Yeah. I think they X. call it X. Just X. <laughs> he's, he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, uh, man. What, what, what I, <laughs> so, so I know exactly. Here's the thing, Sip. You have to think about this. Um, a little, probably about a year ago to this day, I was in the same position Gus was. You were. And got destroyed when I, when I walked in. Just got hurt, got stabbed in the chest. By something that Sipple said to me on day two of meeting him that I, I will not say on air. But we can't say on air. Gus, just keep fighting. Just 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 Gus, live through Sip for a little fine. bit. Just live through Sip. Just like come in with the you, attitude. Gus? Am I hard on you, Gus? Look at him. He's like, no. Yeah. I was hard on Nick inadvertently. I, I don't know <laughs> inadvertently. Something came out of my mouth one day that was really untoward. And he's been forever indebted to me. Yeah. I didn't I, I'm kidding. I kind of sensed that you were here. It was something you might say about someone when they weren't around. <laughs> that was, uh, yeah, I would, I would prefer, I, I think it'd probably be smarter to say those words when somebody's not present. Um, when <laughs> I the didn't person know, that you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't know you all that well. When no, I said it was the, it was day two. <laughs> it was day two. I was filling in for Big Sky. Yeah. Shout out to Big Sky yeah, out in Waterloo. Yeah. Um, I was filling in for him and I walk in and I just hear sit. Talking trash behind my back. <laughs> all right. Let's, anyway, let's all right. get to the metrics. We better dodge that one because people are going to text and say, okay, what did he say? Yeah, we, no, we're not saying. No, we're not, no. tell, we're not telling people. We also have made a, an executive decision that we're doing a get to know you phase every single day. <laughs> Tomorrow morning <laughs> Tomorrow at 6 o'clock, we will continue the get to know you phase with Sip. I'm talking to third person. And Nick. <laughs> and Nick Sainert. There it is. We're trying to get to know each other because we're doing this for a whole week. As, as, it's gone fast. As Jake parades around the country. <laughs> yeah, in Idaho. I the land of potatoes. Tahoe today. Oh, Tahoe. Tahoe today. And he's going on a 16-and-a-half-mile hike. So, I feel like that's way too long. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. It's about, it's about 15 miles I too long. I think he said 16-and-a-half miles. That would take a, all day. That'd be kind of a toll. That's an all yeah. day. Is that is that how you would want to spend your day, or would you rather be on a beach? I don't know. He's in the kind of he's you know Jake. He's sort I of do. extreme, right? Oh yeah, he wants to he wants to just come back and be able to say that he did a sixteen mile hike. That's what he wants. All right, metrics. Metrics. Continue this discussion. So we, me and Sip thought it'd be kind of fun to go up and down the list of Big Ten coaches, mm-hmm. and maybe even some of the national ones, mm-hmm. just off the top of our head. And kind of put a benchmark or a metric of wins that they would need 
to, to be retain succ- their to re- job, to keep their job. Let's do it this way. Yeah, let's do it that way. Let's think about this. Like if if this was a thing, mm-hmm. and you were an AD at Ohio State, Michigan, Indiana, you know yeah. what have you. If you're Gary Barta, how yeah. many wins does Kirk Ferentz need? What would you put in his contract? It, and when you when you do this, it's very odd. Yeah. When you try to put these numbers out, let's start with Ohio State. Think about Ohio State right now. Young coach, Ryan Day, 34 and 4 in three years. Now, if you're Gene Smith and your boss tells you, your university president says, you have to put a metric in his contract of how many games he must win this year to yeah. retain his job in 2023, what would you put it at? I mean, is it a place, I mean, it's six wins, isn't it? This is fascinating. That's exactly what I wrote okay, down. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, you just have to think a bowl game. But yeah. it's, it's almost in like... In his situation. Yeah. In his it's, situation. It's almost impossible for him to get fired. Oh, I disagree. Really? Here's why. Yeah, I don't... I think setting it at six tells you that the expectations are incredibly high there. No, if he went... If he threw a three and nine, Ryan Day, yeah. that might be enough to fire. I suppose okay. so. I mean, maybe there's just this thought in the back of my mind this, that I, I never bring up. That's just there's no way it happens. There's no way a three and nine season happens to where they get to that point. Maybe, Probably maybe not at Ohio State. Not at Ohio State. No. But so, see, yeah, and, and that's okay. That's where I think Nebraska wants to eventually get to. And that's kind of my point earlier, is that you have to uphold the expectation. I know you're and all I, about that. I, I know. I know. I know. We're not talking expectations. We're so not. We'll stop for a moment. But I, I think like in a place like Ohio State, it's the expectation six, and they don't care who the coach is. If you don't make a bowl game, you're done. The expectation at Ohio State is to win every game. Yes. Well, and they've put themselves in a position to do that. Okay. At Michigan, think about Jim Harbaugh's overall situation. You're the AD, and you have to put a metric in his contract this year that he has to reach to retain his job. What is it? Eight. Oh, geez. I put six again. And and here's why. He's coming off of an appearance appearance in a college football playoff. Yeah, I, I put eight because if you look at their roster, they still have, they have guys coming back. Um, one big one last year, it was very awkward with JJ McCarthy and Sh- and uh, Mac McNamara. No, yeah, Cade Cade McNamara. Yeah, Cade McNamara. Yes. It was very awkward because it was situations where it felt like an Adrian Luke McCaffrey kind of partnership to where they wanted to play J.J. McCarthy because he was this high rate, high, highly rated recruit coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. They had certain packages in place. They were trying to get him into the offense a little bit more than, than McNamara. And, and now this year, it's, it's J.J. McCarthy as their starting quarterback. Are you sure about that? I, I truly believe so. I don't know. I, I truly believe so. Now, hold so. on, though. I want to go back to your metric. Are you serious? I mean, you're saying Har- – now, what you're saying is Harbaugh has to win eight to retain his job. You have to remember, he he almost got fired two I years know. ago. You're right. You're right. I put it at six. Uh, he almost got fired two years ago, and, and the reason that we hold last year's Michigan team in such high regards, they should have lost to Nebraska, but they didn't. They found a way to get it done, and if it was Nebraska's case, they'd say, hey, they still We're want not- a win's a win. But, no, also, like, if you look at last year – that season looks so good for Michigan because they beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about Michigan specifically, more than Ohio State, mm-hmm. you're talking was it a successful season? Well, look at Ohio State. Did they did, well look at that game against Ohio State? I mean, did they beat them or did they lose? Because if you talk to people from Michigan, I remember having conversations with with Michigan beat writers on on my show, mm-hmm. and and they were they're they're not afraid to admit that they don't really care more about any other game except Ohio State. Right. 
And if, if they lose to Ohio State, it doesn't matter how many wins they get. It, it, they look at it as kind of a failure yeah. of a season. And so when you look at this, Michigan's 12-2. and two. They came off an embarrassing loss in the playoff, mm-hmm. but they made the playoff mm-hmm. nonetheless. They beat Ohio State last year. They were, Once again, they are 12-2 and two overall. Mm-hmm. If you're the AD, you want to see that backed up, especially okay. with the same quarterback. Yeah, and especially talent. given his the fact that he was almost fired exactly. before last season. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's an interesting one. I'll, let's go to Wisconsin. We're going to we're skip around yeah. randomly, but let's go to Wisconsin. It's interesting. Now, remember, you're the AD, and you're putting in his contract. You just got to win a, this amount of games to retain your jobs. Not, I, I'm putting, I'm saying it with Paul, Chris. I'm just saying four. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're like a five. See, a lot. <clears throat> A lot of this conversation is about expectations. Yep. It's going to change. The the way you look at this metric is going to change drastically depending on which school you're looking at. Yeah. And Wisconsin, with what, with what Chris has done there, coupled with lighter expectations than Michigan and Ohio State, are you really firing him at 3-9? and nine? Are you firing Chris after what he's done with one really train wreck season? Are you saying, okay, that's bad. This is horrible, but you get a hard we get we'll give you a hard reset. I think you put him I think you do something similar to what Nebraska did. Yeah. Well then Now I don't know his current contract situation. It's probably not as There's egregious. no metric in his contracts, but we're pretending. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying money wise, salary wise, oh, okay. I don't, oh, I don't you, know. You, you whack it. Do do you restructure it a little bit? Yeah. Do you do exactly what Nebraska did? Because yeah. that there's a way that this this thing goes down. If if this thing at Nebraska does goes down poorly, which we all hope it does not, we hope Nebraska goes out and wins 11 games this year. But on the off chance, we have to visit the conversation of Trev Alberts could come out of this looking like the smartest man alive because of what he did, the work that he put in six months ago mm-hmm. in restructuring the contract. Restructuring the contract. However many, however many months and ago And maybe putting a metric in the contract. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. I, I have Paul Chris at six. He has a – okay, now I would argue – that Paul Christ has a lot of equity. Yeah. A lot of equity. 80, I mean, he's 65 and 23 in seven years. Nine and four last year. Now, not great the previous year. Um, not great in the pandemic year. Mm-hmm. Struggled in the pandemic year. But he has a lot of equity. I think if he got to four and eight, he'd be okay. Maybe I should lower it to five. Maybe I should lower it to five. I, um, I just think the situation at Wisconsin dictates that if he threw a, if he, if I'm the AD, I'm saying, hey, can can you just get four? Yeah. Can you just get four? I mean, this is this is worst case scenario stuff. Exactly. This is a metric in a contract that you're absolutely right. That doesn't even need to be there. But we're 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 playing a hypothetical game. All right, Michigan State's an interesting one. I agree. Michigan State is an interesting one, coming off of an 11-2 and season after a horrible pandemic, and you give your coach, I don't know, what are they paying him now, $9 million a year? 10-year, $95 million. Not, yeah, extension. almost $10 million a year. Yeah. What, if you're, the, if you're the Michigan State AD and you're writing into his one year, this just one year, his contract, what is the metric you put in there? 
Well, see, what's tough about Michigan State Just is answer the question. You're not firing him though, Sip. Even if he goes winless, you're not firing oh, him. Okay, see, that, that's interesting because I put that, it at two. That buyout is so massive. Right, like Jimbo's going through the same thing, and on a much smaller scale, Nebraska's going through the same so thing. So you have to put a metric in there as the AD. Is I'm it, just saying two. Is it one, two? Yeah, okay, two. Or two? One. You just got to just win two. Okay, Be, I'm not going to fire yeah. you. No, unless if you if you throw. A two and ten, I might fire you. The, the only way that that Michigan State is going to fire Mel Tuck, Tucker, in my opinion, is if there's off the field problems. See, do you see what we're doing here? This metric game is so weird. Is why you don't yeah. do it. It's yeah. so strange. Well, uh, you, and aren't we illustrating right now why you never see it? You hit you hit it on the, in the on the head earlier when you said there's just so many unknown variables, uncontrollable variables. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a ton of them, but there's enough of them. Well, it's injuries throughout on, yeah, on both injuries. sides of the ball. Or what if a game gets wiped out by a lightning storm? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right off like the, yeah, right off the get-go. Yeah, no, it's, there's just so many un- things that are unknown and uncontrollable that it, it, it's, it's a dangerous game. It, it, that's it's, what, it's a dangerous that's all game I'm because, saying. Because like, if you look at last year for Nebraska, it, let's, say, let's say the last year's metric – they, let's see. They were five and seven in in twenty. No, no, no. Excuse me. In twenty twenty, they were three and six or whatever it was. They three and five or whatever. three and five. Yeah. So three and five, Nick. It was the pandemic. Yeah, season. it was the pandemic. That's three why it was it was a smaller right. One. Three and five. So let's say last year the metric. Let's say Trev Alberts put a metric in last year of six of six. Like you're having it where where Trev Alberts is staring at himself in the mirror on the, at the end of the year, uh-huh. going, "All right, Nebraska. They played well enough to win six, but on paper." They did not even win come, come close to six. And, and on that contract, I have to fire him, and I'm going to exactly. piss off, excuse my language, half the fan base. You're right. I keep saying that, but I'm saying about half. Well, Does that is that the situation AD wants to be in his first no, year? No, no. It, it would have been it would have been less than six months into it. He, he right. took he took over Ju- July first yeah, or June first, June tenth, June tenth. I believe the day was. It was just a couple of days ago, from here. I maybe huh? maybe I'm wrong. It was a little later. Was it a little anyway, later? Anyway. Either way, it's less than six months. Yes, less than six yeah. months. Is that what you want? Okay, let's continue this little hypothetical game we're playing with James Franklin Ooh. at Penn State. Now, 11 and 11 the last two years. Yeah. Seven and six last year. They, they were if bad. You're the AD, they were bad what, that COVID year. If you're the AD, what's the metric? I put it at seven. Okay. Yeah, so do I. Six gets him fired. Yep. Six wins gets him fired. Nick, we're on the same page on a lot of this. Here's why I believe that with James Franklin, and maybe you're in the same boat, is because Penn State, they have not been a, a top-tier Big Ten East team since Trace McSorley and since Saquon Barkley yeah. and and those players. They won the league title on 16. Yes. Micah 16. Parsons was a, was a standout player for Penn State. Oh, God, Obviously, yeah. Yeah. a steal in the draft went to the Cowboys. But in the Big Ten East, it, you have to – I feel like if Nebraska was in the Big Ten East, we'd be measuring ourselves to Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, more so, yes. So, and, and I think there are, are a couple similarities in what you expect as a program between Nebraska and Penn State. They both feel kind of like a a team that's in the middle of the road, middle of the pack in the Big Ten in their respective divisions, but they're trying to crawl their way up to the top. Mm-hmm. And so if you're sitting here and you're Penn State, you, you just said it, they're 11-11 and in the last two years. Their COVID year, they started out 0 and. Four, I believe yeah, they were awful. They almost they almost came back and beat Nebraska on the road, but they luckily Nebraska staved them off Held a little on. bit. So with that in mind, I feel like you kind of have to take 
that into consideration on where what, what are the expectations at Michigan? Eight wins for Jim Harbaugh. Six wins for Ryan Day, but it's because of the track record that he's put in, it's, in work. Yeah, there's all different ways to look at it, and there's a lot of different variables. But right now at Penn State, I think six and six gets James Franklin fired. And that's why I, I maybe think James Franklin should have left for another job last year. Right, come on, six and six. I, I do too. Six and six gets him five. Six, that's very doable at Penn State. Right you would now. think they yeah. were seven and six last year, but it's dice. Yeah, I know it's dice. It's a little dicey. Iowa's an interesting discussion. If you're Gary Barda and your and your superiors say you got to put a metric in his contract, you just pick a number what you want, what you think, what you think should get him back for a twenty fifth season. Kirk Ferentz, what are you putting in Kirk Ferentz's? Is it four? God, we're this is. This is incredible how much we're on the same page. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I say I say win at least four and you're safe to Kirk Ferentz. That's interesting, Nick. We're, we're like we're, we're look at I wrote it down. There it is. See, and I think part of it with Iowa is just because you have a coach like Kirk Ferentz that's been there forever. Longevity. And, and Iowa, you could argue, I mean, what's what's success in their eyes? Seven wins? Yeah. Going to and, the Outback Bowl that's in now an dead. Extreme situation where he gets he has a bad – they have a bad year. You're, that, that doesn't mean you're going to fire him. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's go Let's go to Purdue. So, so hold on, time out. I want to get to All this right. on the text line real quick. Okay. 402-464-5685. The Milkman says, what track record does Ryan Day have? He has done nothing. I, w- I would disagree with that because Ryan Day has led Ohio State to a 34-4 and coaching record. Um, he's made it to the college football playoff. He won Big Ten Coach of the Year in 19. He's won two Big Ten titles, and he's won three Big Ten East titles. Yeah, he's 24-1 and one in Big Ten play. And he's been the head coach. He took over in 2019. Right. I, I, I feel like that's a track record to where it saves you some. He was born on third base. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Jim Harbaugh. He was under Urban Meyer. So. Now, here's the thing about Pins, or excuse me, Ohio State. I've said this to – we're just getting to know each other. Yeah. But I've said this to Jake many times. When Ryan Day got hired, when Ryan Day got hired, I'll never forget mm-hmm. this. For some reason, I was watching the introductory press conference in my kitchen. I was at home. It was okay. like that late morning, yep. um, making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And I was watching Gene Smith introduce Ryan Day. And at one point, Gene Smith put his arm around Ryan Day and said, we have high expectations here, Coach. High expectations meaning – we expect to win them all. He said wow. that in front of everyone. And he kind of chuckled, but the message was clear. Yeah. At Ohio State, we expect to win them all. How many did they lose last year? Two. Two. If they would have lost that game to Utah in the Rose Bowl, he was entering this season in a hot seat. On a hot that. seat. Think I do that. think about it. Yes. Man. You tell me I'm wrong. If he loses that game to Utah, okay, they beat yeah. Utah, but he revamped his defensive staff, he brought did. in a new defensive coordinator, Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. okay? If he loses that game, he's not replaced, but he's it's hot in Columbus. That, that's that's, that's it's crazy. It's hot to think in about. Columbus. You also think about um, the Milkman added that he's living off of Urban Meyer's players. Uh, maybe. I, I don't like that whole living off of, of previous coaches' recruits discussion. Because I feel like 
you still have to develop five stars. You still got to coach and, them up and, and to get them you, ready if, for games. Yeah. If I, you look around, um, Brian Hartline, the, their wide receivers coach, just put, I mean, how many, three receivers in the league, and they're probably going to probably put two more or three more in this year um, because they still have Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jackson Smith and Jigba and uh, multiple guys. And, and don't forget Jameson Williams from Alabama came from Ohio State. But Brian Hartline might be one of the top assistants in all of college football. And and so when you look at this, their track record, I, I feel like, is developing five stars and figuring out a way to where there's an expectation for everybody across the board. And their recruiting stayed well or stayed extremely successful as well, i.e. Dylan Riola, 2020-2024 guy, right? And, and so they're, they're able to get the, the high-ranked recruits, which you need. Um, so I, I, I truly feel like – but when you, when you sit there and, and you say three losses last year would have been a really disappointing season – would put him on a hot seat. Yeah. That he's opens three your points eyes. four points away, three points away from him. okay. Purdue. What do you do with Jeff Brom right now? What does he have to do if you put a metric in his contract to get to to get to a sixth year? I no, a seven. seventh year. A I seventh say, year. I say seven. Whoa, no. And, We're and, off and on this one. Really? Just just to retain his job? Because you're in year six, you went nine and four last year. They lose David Bell and George Karloftis. God, you're putting seven on him. But here's the thing: you have a second team, probably the second best quarterback in the Big Ten, and Aiden O'Connell. But you're talking about you're firing in the, in the Big you're, Ten wait West. A second. If you if if Purdue throws a six and six, you're firing Brom. Maybe seven's a little aggressive. Yeah, that's, so maybe, a, that's maybe aggressive. It should be six. Think about it. You're the AD. Man. You, fi- I'm putting four on him. I'm, I'm you just got to win trying, four. I'm not trying to be extremely, extremely hard or it would hard to work with, which I, I mean, I, I would be, but difficult. I'm, but I'm telling Jeff Brom, you just got to so, win four to keep so, your okay, job. Okay, so I'll, I'll lower it to six, I suppose. Jeez, you got to win six. But huh? like, at it's, Purdue, they won nine last year. I don't care. It's Purdue. That's a lofty. You're putting a lofty mark on Jeff Brom. Man, I, I, you're I just, firing him at six. I, I'd, I'd fire him at five. Okay, I'm talking Bull you game. down. Bull game. You talked me down. You talked me down. down. Yep, you talked me down. Still stringent. That's really strange. I mean, we're talking a very extreme circumstance. You got to put it in his contract. I mean, you got to look him in the eye and and, and tell him. Yeah. I'm putting now your original number. Seven, you got to yeah. win seven. Man, yeah, that's tough. If I'm Brom, I'm like okay. Uh, yeah, I don't have a lot of support from you. I guess. I guess I look okay. So so we'll lower it to six. I'm lowering it to five. No, I'm I'm you down at four. four. You have yeah, it at four. I'm at four. Yeah. So I, I think I think win. it's bowl game because you are in year six or seven. Year seven. Yeah, it'll be yeah. Yeah, it'll be year seven with with Brom. Wait a second. This is his six. Year. Six year. Yeah, yeah, he was there a year before Frost yeah. got hired. So anyway, I, I I also look at the Big Ten West and I go, okay, Illinois with Brett Bielema, Northwestern had a three and nine season last year. Nebraska, I hate to say it, had a three and nine season last year. Wisconsin still has Graham Mertz at quarterback. Iowa's always mediocre. Purdue won nine games last year. I know, but it's Purdue. It is. It is. And you're talking about, I think you've, I think your original take was you you expect way too much out of Purdue. Go to Minnesota. But that's now, the this problem. this is an interesting one. What's the problem? That's the problem is that we don't expect success out of Purdue. 
We got to be reasonable they got, they with got your number. Nine. Yes, yeah. But going into last year, did you ever see nine wins for Purdue? No, but I, but somehow, I, some way, they always have, they get it. You right have now. to create the scenario in your head where you're the AD and you're talking to Jeff Brown about this contract. You just can't put in his contract without telling him. And you're yeah. you're legitimately your first take was you're telling seven. Yeah, that was that you was have egregious. to win seven, Jeff, to keep your job. What are you? What is Brown thinking at that point? Now, what would you do? With PJ Fleck at Minnesota, I know what I'd do. Go ahead and say it. You just gotta win four. Just you, right. you just gotta I had win five. Four. Okay, I had five. Yeah, on the same page. So we're, we're closer. Yeah, they're closer. gonna win more than that. You're just talking about. All we're doing is this hypothetical where the university president tells the AD, "Hey, going forward, we're putting a metric in our coach's contract. Mm-hmm. Minim- they they got to achieve this minimum number of wins in order to stay." It's a very weird world. It'd be a very strange world, wouldn't it? If we knew what number it was for every head coach that they got to hit, wouldn't that be a strange world? Can you repeat that, please? It would be a very strange world in college football if there was a number that we knew contractually that those head coaches had to hit. First of all, the number would be open to debate. Second of all, it'd be very strange. You'd be watching Wisconsin and going, Okay, he just had to win four. There it was. He won four. He's safe. <laughs> well, It'd be strange. Do you, do you like Jim that... Harbaugh. Oh, you said eight on Harbaugh. Oh, man, Michigan season just got more interesting, didn't it? Do you think that athletic directors, if that was a thing, that they would they would go into the meeting and, and figuring out what they wanted to put, what number they wanted to put on and, and be ultra safe to where it's like, man, I Depends really want to Depends on the four? coach. Because think about this, like it, he, it depends the, on the situation. The athletic director would be in in their mind, going, "Man, if I mean, what if he wins? What if he? What if I say he needs to win five, but he wins four, and they lose by one on a last second field goal? It's like, why you that's thank why, you. So then, that's then why you don't do exactly. it exactly. So then the athletic directors were like, "Okay, maybe I'll put it on four. I'll put the win the metric at four, so that way if he wins four and he loses one by a field goal, I could say." He lost one by a field goal. It's why you so don't. Do you see? Do you understand? I, I do. Yeah, we're. I mean, we're walking through it right now. Right. And why why the do scenarios? It? I so, mean, it's dicey. We, we, before we get to break, we got a text. What if they? Uh, what if the metric is who they need to beat, not a number of wins? Hmm. Like I feel like that that could be possible at Michigan. That's a strange metric. I feel like that could be possible at Michigan. Because. Yeah. Michigan, it's it's all about Ohio State. I still think it should be push-ups. You <laughs> push- got to do a certain number of push-ups. <laughs> that would that would work. That would work. All right, so we got a couple more coaches. Uh, what, Pat Pat Fitzgerald. What did you decide on PJ Fleck? Five. He got to win five retain. Okay, I got one for P- Pat Fitzgerald. If I'm the AD at Northwestern, mm-hmm. just win one game. I think so too. God, we're this is remarkable. We did not. No, we did not talk about this at all. We, we, we said we wanted to talk about it, but we did not talk about number of wins. Our numbers have been very similar. Outside of Purdue. Yeah. Purdue Fitzgerald, we you're telling him, if you're the AD, just win one, you'll be back. Yeah. You can't fire Fitzgerald. I, I think so, too. What's always weird about Fitzgerald, too, is whenever Purdue – or, excuse me, Purdue, Northwestern has a bad season, they rebound with a really success, successful season in their eyes. Yeah. Which is eight wins, nine wins. You think they're going to win eight this year? I don't. No. I think they're bad. Yeah, I think they're really bad. Yeah, but he but, but he's safe. I, I agree. He's safe. He could throw. Tell me I'm wrong, Nick. Pat Fitzgerald could throw a two and ten and be safe. I agree. I think he could I, throw a one and eleven. What, what is his seat would get pretty warm for the following year though? Because now yeah. that's that's two years. Yeah, 
at even a place like Northwestern uh-huh. in a in a pretty manageable division. I think oh, it would be a very extreme circumstance for him to get fired. I think it'd have to be zero and twelve. Winless. Wow. Would he get fired at zero and twelve? Fitzgerald. How bad is it that we're we're questioning this right now? Well, it's. I mean, it, that we're saying that he could he could go winless. I love the discussion because it illustrates how different each circumstance is. I yeah. love the discussion. Like, it, think about Mel Tucker. The discussion we had about Mel Tucker, where in his situation, you just say win two. Yeah, if that. Like, I, I, is there a scenario where Mel Tucker could go winless? Ah, uh, that would be hard. But it would be hard. You to just get, signed him to a ten-year, ninety-five million, and, and he would be able to back up the fact of saying, "Hey, listen, in the way that college football is nowadays, look what I did a couple years ago. I got Kenneth Walker in from the portal, and we went eleven and two. I know. Oh, I get that, you. That's the that's the what he could say. Oh, I, 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 I mean, I'm on. It's you that's fascinating. Yeah, it is. This whole discussion is fascinating. If you if you're putting metrics in coaches' contract, in co- coaches' contracts, what do you do? What do you, what do you tell Nick Saban right now? If you have to put a number that he has to achieve this year, what do you say to Saban? The, the czar. Could, could Saban go winless? I mean, Saban could go winless. Ah, they might whack him. Would they whack him? Who? Saban is the number one active coach in college football right but now. But if he threw a winless, I think he'd get fired. Man. That, that's See? See? That's tough. It's interesting. It's a fascinating. If you have to stick a metric in a contract, it's really dicey. Man. I am. There you go, Nick. I don't Great know. Great discussion. Thank you. All right. We talking baseball or we want to continue this? Wrap this up on the other side of the talk a little baseball? We'll wrap this up and maybe talk a little bit of uh, baseball or we could go NBA finals or Absolutely. we could go Stanley Cup finals, which is set. We'll see where we go. Yeah, we'll see where we go. All right. We'll be right back. Early break on the ticket. Stick around. Stick around.